Hello, nerds, and welcome. We are Crossing the Nerdverse, bringing you yet another episode. My name is Travis. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Clark, Eric, and Ryan. This week's topic, we will be talking about magic systems across the Nerdverse. But before that, Clark, how have you been? Uh, So far, this week has been pretty good, actually. I had... We're still going through our long-range financial planning, uh, but things are starting to get cleaned up and come together, uh, so it wasn't too bad. I have the opportunity to start working out a little bit extra this week, especially now that Texas is not trying to fry me on the cement every morning. Uh, So we're in the 70s now, which is nice, at 7 in the morning. Um, So yeah. It's been better, which is nice. It's good to see. And I finally got, uh, I don't know the name of this stupid game to save my life. I keep calling it Boulder Dash, and that is 100% <laughs> not it. It's just like now stuck in my head. Uh, Baldur's Boulder- Gate? Yes. And I'm just like, Boulder Dash! <laughs> and that's all I'm going to call it from now on. I have that habit. Like when I Close. read fantasy books, I read the name barely. And then I just assign a name to it, like uh, the villain in Throne of Glass. I call him Alabama. That is not his name. Oh, dear. I don't know his name. It is just Alabama to me. I'm just picturing a Deepwoods redneck chasing their heroes through the forest, playing the banjo eerily in the background. (laughs) Is that the the literary version of Deliverance? Is that what that is? It could be. His name's like Avalon or something. Hopefully with hopefully with less incest. On the topic of incest, though, Eric, how are you? Oh, (laughs) not too bad. Travis with the shots early. It's nice to see. Sorry, I didn't mean for you to catch a stray off that joke, but it happened anyway. Um, not bad. Still doing TikTok. Still doing Instagram. Still editing videos. Still trying to make Travis sound like a man in the podcast. Everything is difficult in editing. It is not easy. Um, That's why we are we're but, we're glad to have you. But yeah, so um, we're, yeah, I'm trying to get more creative with everything. Um, we're live on Facebook today, so anyone that shows up or anyone that's there right now, hello. We're alive. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. So we're trying something new because I think it's going to be easier than using Riverside. So hopefully, people can kind of let us know if it was easier for them to watch this way um, than other ways. I do have the chat up, so anyone that does show up. If you throw some stuff out, we'll see it. We'll respond. We'll interact, stuff like that. So um, should be a good show. Excellent. Ryan, how about you, man? Oh, this week has been basically a system of pouting and hiding in my game room because all of my friends have Baldur's Gate and my computer won't oh, run. And so I'm avoiding all forms of conversation on my game group's Discord because I don't want spoilers. And and mostly just pouting. That's that's been my entire week. I want that game very bad. Can, but what are you gonna do? We can do the Diablo thing. You can hold your mouse and keyboard, and I'll just stream from mine. And <laughs> I'll just live by. I'll even let you shout numbers at me for conversation. Yeah, there you topics. go. Like I'll I'll let you run the show, man. It'll be like you're playing. But no, I I do think that uh, that's one of the biggest releases we're gonna see in the nerdverse for a good long time. The what it's capable of is amazing. I'm very sad that I don't have the hardware to be able to run it. I thought I was pretty up to date. Turns out I'm not, and uh, I, I I'm good I'm news very is jealous. they will be 
they will be porting it to Xbox. Yeah, I've heard that they're bringing it to the Xbox That's Series X and Series S. Early 2024 is what they were saying, so not not too long. I mean, yeah, a, a while is better than never. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. Like, so. Can you play it on Xbox already? Because Xbox nah. has that Steam thing now. Okay. Now, not as far as I'm aware of. If exactly. any of our listeners know of a way that you can use your Xbox, please let me know. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty if much it's been not my week. Strictly legal, make sure it's sent in a private <laughs> message and not posted directly to your Facebook feed. Yeah. You know what I find weird? Just, just saving people on that one. And all all of you tech people will correct me a million times on this, I'm sure. Um, but I'm surprised like Steam Deck runs it as well as it does with how small it is. Like that little contraption, mm-hmm. man. I've been listening to some podcasts and everything like that. No kidding. Yeah, like I am going to get down on some Steam Deck the moment I can save Mm -hmm. up $2 because it can play anything. Like I've seen so many amazing games. My buddy Bryce is playing it off his Steam Deck. Oh, is Bryce playing it off his Steam Deck? Yeah, I think he switches back and forth between his PC and his Steam Deck while he plays Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Dash, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Baldur's Dash. Same game. Well, see, that's going to throw me because I have a board game called Baldur's Dash. So, <laughs> yeah, because Balderdash is in fact a board game. Yeah, like, that's. What about you, Travis? How was your real thing? Awful. No, uh, <laughs> it's been fine. Um, work has been work. Uh, I am slowly getting transitioned away from projects at the moment because we've slowed down. I will be quoting, uh, which is neat to learn new systems. I'm a big guy and always expanding my horizons, so learning new stuff is always fun. Uh, so, yeah, getting transitioned over to that. Uh, did have a bit of a scare last night, which I'm glad things have finally died down. Uh, there was a fire in La Center, Washington, that was remarkably close to my in-laws' place. Thankfully, they are all okay. The ponies are all okay. Uh, oh, that's good news, good news. A house and a barn, I believe, on the same property, from what I read on the news, has burned down. Nobody has been... No, no other structures, I should say, have been burnt besides those, but it did consume about 50 acres or so of woodland, and they're still trying to get it get it put out. So glad they're safe, glad everybody's safe, glad the firefighters got there quickly. Um, from what I was reading on their response, they had the brush crews on site at the fire within 30 minutes of it being reported, so very proactive on their part. So glad you know thankful for the firefighters doing all that hard work and again you know thankful that the winds stayed remarkably mild during that whole situation to keep that from taking off those forest fires in washington can get pretty they can burn hot and they can burn very fast um so again just glad that worked out okay well good it uh it covers the hi how are yous I'm excited for tonight's topic. I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 pretty worked up about this one. I I have so many pages of like different Google searches pulled up. I knew it. I was gonna say how many tabs do you have open? Seven. How many definitions? Seven. Oh, six. Technically, one of them is our Facebook chat. Am I the only one in this group that thinks of the movie Sahara every time we say "Hey, how are you?" I think of uh, was it Zon? 
is that actor's name where he goes, hey, how are you? And then just like hits the guy. <laughs> Such a good movie. Matthew McConaughey I movie. Every Canadian I know. <laughs> hey, how hey, are you? Hey, how y'all are you? Oh. <laughs> I know a lot of Canadians. We're, just, we're going to be throwing so much shade at Eric all yeah, street Eric, long. There, Eric, yeah, there's Eric there's has been catching strays there. all night. Like, there's a few Canadians <laughs> well, yeah, out it, there. I mean... Yeah, there's a few of y'all. I mean, y'all are spread out all over the place. It's like one gigantic North Dakota. Like nobody really <laughs> wants to be there, but you're all stuck anyway. So, I mean, lately the way I, it's I going, actually man, stole it is... that. I stole that North Dakota joke. I think that was a John Caparulo made the originally something like yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so we are right, doing yeah, we are doing magic, big umbrella term magic in the nerd verse. I was, I've been very, very excited about this one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the funny part. When I told uh, like my family members, because they asked, hey, what's your show about this week? And I said, oh, we're doing magic. They immediately assumed we were talking about Magic the Gathering. Like, all of them. No, we're not talking about Magic the Gathering. It will probably come up because it's an interesting magic system. But we are going to be talking about magic systems in regards to telling stories and getting things accomplished in comic books and video games and and anime and television shows and books uh and trying i'm going to try to cover a lot of variety and so that's why we have everybody here everybody's got different areas of expertise they can bring to the table and the very first thing i want to bring up um is going to be the big two differences we're going to be focusing on and that is hard magic systems Versus soft magic systems. Kinky. Yeah, right? Very kinky. So, whenever you're dealing with a narrative, a hard magic system versus a soft magic system effectively is how many rules are there and what can it accomplish. Now, when dealing with these two, I have two different quotes that are my go-to quotes. One of them everybody already knows. It's Arthur C. Clarke. And he famously said, any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. And the other quote that I use, and I use this in my, my daily life. I use this with my children. And I don't remember who the original writer was. Is it Shut Up, Dad's Trying to Read? Shut Up, Dad's the... Trying to Read. No, it's just because we understand how it works doesn't make it less magical. And I think both of those quotes are really poignant and very important when you're dealing with what is hard magic versus what is soft magic. And effectively, it's how many rules they have and what they can accomplish, like I, like I started off with. A hard magic system is a well-defined, hard-edged magic system where the users understand the rules, what they can accomplish, and what's needed to accomplish it. Um, very famous examples of this, of course, show up in many video games and in Dungeons & Dragons. These are definite, well-defined, here's your magic, this is what you can accomplish within your magic. A soft magic system, you start seeing more vague guidelines than actual rules. The most famous soft magic system, and there are people that would argue that it's not as soft as people like to say, is going to be J.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, and The Hobbit. I'm going to have to say One Piece. Well, and yet, a lot of anime gets very soft. Um... And there is it. Giggity. Yeah, the kicker is it's a spectrum, right? Like nothing is. It's not a switch. You're not either a hard magic system or a soft magic system. You can be along the lines in between. And so, if you look at Harry Potter, for example, that's a really good 
middle ground split the difference between a hard and soft magic system. There are rules. The whole book is about learning what those rules are as a child, but there's not really a limit to what it can accomplish, and those rules can be bent or broken if you're sufficiently powerful enough. And so there is a spectrum un uncovering between I have this many spell slots and I have to use this many calories in order to do this thing versus, you know, Gandalf who waves a stick in the air and things kind of thunder and happen and he just looks and says, okay, it's taken care of. So would you say that Dungeons and Dragons has gone from a hard system, like in the beginning, like advanced second edition, uh, maybe third edition a little bit to a much softer system now? Oh, absolutely not. So like back then you had, you had all these like, components you had to carry in second edition like you had to write down like all these different bat guano and everything else and now everyone's just like i carry a pouch no absolutely that's not it. it's that's like the extent of it it stayed right. a it very fits. hard magic system yeah the only like here's the biggest like difference from the early editions of dungeons and dragons to let's say fifth edition in the upcoming uh dnd one one yeah the when you look at that magic system no matter what edition you're in, it's a hard magic system. And that's because here's a list of what your character can accomplish with magic. Here's what you need in order to accomplish it. And here is your limiting resource, spell slots or similar fare. Right? Yeah. Now, your, has, your spell does a specific thing in a specific way every time, every you, cast time you cast it. Now, that's a hard magic system. And you are, you're not wrong when you start looking at things like AD&D where spells were... They had a lot more interesting complexity. You know, you needed... You need a, a three-inch-long iron nail in order to cast Hold Person. And in 5th yeah. edition, they they made it easier for the players by adding a arcane focus or a divine focus in the form of like, okay, right, you can... Spell components, pounce. Yeah, you can avoid the need for spell components by carrying this object which focuses your power. Um, I personally love the spell components pouch. I think it adds a lot of fun RP yeah. to have, have your sorcerer wander into town Every time you stop in town and be like, okay, I, I really need bat guano and, you know, some dandelions and some sulfur. I, I think that's fun. Um, but it is yeah, still very, very hard magic. Yeah, it, what eases the necessity of shopping. Because shopping in Dungeons & Dragons can eat up a session. Oh, yeah. Like, it can take up yeah. so much freaking time. Uh, anytime, we call it the magic item run. Anytime that happens in our session, that's it. That's it for the whole session. Yep. We'll sit down for four hours and we'll be shopping essentially that entire time uh for specific things so yeah as far as i'm narrowing it down to like you can just go into town and buy a spell components pouch and that refills all your common spell components that's fine you still oh, end up having spell it go by any means if you have the yeah i don't think it's gone any softer though i think it's still very strict i think it's actually more strict now because you have fewer spells that have any type of applicable versatility i'm pretty yeah. sure you're narrowed down to like prestidigitation druid craft and thaumaturgy are yeah, the but only now ones you also that give have... you a little wiggle room yeah but now you got a lot of feats and stuff that can empower and do all these different things to your spells empowering, you empowering a spell doesn't make it softer it makes it harder there's more rules no no now. i'm not saying it's <laughs> i just mean like i think well and i think magic's a lot easier gonna... now like it's a lot more useful and stuff now and not as difficult to play a mage in fifth edition than See, advanced i actually i disagree i think magic is fine in fifth edition like it's it's enjoyable what discourages me especially even just looking at 3.5 nearly every spell in dungeons and dragons right now is a combat spell it does some form of combat enhancement now there are notable exceptions obviously but everything's about combat and frankly dungeons and dragons is not a combat simulator 
and I miss the spells that were used. That you're playing it wrong. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I was like, hmm, I don't think so. No, it shouldn't be a combat simulator in my opinion. Now, if you're playing a combat simulator D&D and having fun, cool. Having fun is really the only rule. Um... But that's also why I let my players take spells and use them in creative ways, right? I soften the magic system in Dungeons and Dragons for my table. That way they can do things like use Acid Splash, for example, on like a lock to a chest and burn off a simple lock. Um, oh, yeah, you should absolutely be able to use magic however they like kind of want. It's the mage. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's creative casting. read a fantasy novel, yeah, like Elminster used several spells in different ways like it's just that's what it should be i don't think now there's even, even if you look at like crawford i think that's his name that that does a lot jeremy of crawford writing like yeah like i'm pretty sure even he mentions things about this like it's not a it's not a locked system oh yeah like in the sense of like you can't not do something it's like a guideline well and they're in i mean narratively speaking it's hard to have a hard magic system work for a narrative story. Yeah, there's only a few authors that, that really like, do it well. Yeah, you're going to need that versatility to make spells work. R.A. R.A. Salvatore is very... I, he breaks the rules of the magic system in Dungeons & Dragons quite frequently oh, so does, for narrative purposes. So does Ed it's Greenwood, who did a lot of the Elminster yeah. stuff. They, yeah, yeah. they reference specific spells that we see in Dungeons & Dragons, and this was especially true yeah. in 3rd edition. But they just kind of use magic as as a, a, a filler, catch-all. catch-all. Well, and that's the funny thing when you start dealing with stories. And again, whether you're in movies or anime or comic books, whatever, magic is commonly used to do one of two different things. And in softer magic systems, magic is used to accomplish the impossible. Right? It's kind of that wish fulfillment energy. You find a mage and they cast a spell and the thing happens. And you see this all... Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Well, you see this a lot in the old school fairy tales, right? Be- nobody really thought to question how it worked. Oh, there's, a, whatever, a magic wishing well, and if I throw a penny in it, I get a wish, and it could be anything that I want. And as far as those stories were considered, they didn't need the breakdown of how it worked or the history of the well or any of that jazz, um, like we do in a lot of modern systems. In a harder magic system, the grand irony of it is magic's not used to do strictly the impossible. Magic is used to do things impossibly fast. That's really what magic's for, is expedition. And you start seeing things like, oh, I have a spell that mean, that can make me fly. Well, this guy's got an airplane that makes him fly, but it's a little more complicated and involved. A lot a lot more rolling involved in that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, to get the airplane to work in D&D. And so, well, and what's funny is you talk about D&D, you have the apparatus of Qualish, which has been a staple magic item in every edition that I have played in. And it's just a submarine that you operate with levers and pulleys that runs on magic. And in that case, the magic is we didn't want to come up with technology to go underwater. So. (laughs) It's fair. Okay, so Demon Slayer. Okay. Sword art techniques. Magic, not magic. Okay, so this is going to cover a really interesting line and we need to talk about it we need to discuss what we are going to cover in the topic of magic systems because strictly speaking and i mentioned this uh before the show for all of our listeners there's so much stuff that can be considered a magic system that they never call it magic or they try to paint it off as oh it's actually just you know this kind of technology realistically that's the only difference between sci-fi and fantasy is in fantasy magic is your technology and in sci-fi technology is your magic 
And so, yeah, we, we need to have a discussion on what counts. Travis, you got. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm yes, because not yes. everyone can do a breathing technique. That's fair. I, I mean, not everyone can wield a sword like in real life, you know? I mean, going back historically, does that suddenly become you... magic? I think it, it's kind of like in Bleach, where like only a certain number of people can use Bankai or something along, or like the Quincy. Like, yeah. I think it's, it is an evolution of your human technique or human ability above and beyond. So therefore, I, mean, I that... would consider it magic. See, now here's, I actually would not consider the breathing techniques magic because it seems like, you can like it seems like people can just learn it but now the marks they get on their body some of them i do consider that sort of magic because they only live for so long and they only afterwards and things like that so i consider that kind of magical but the breathing technique it seems like it's something that can be learned like when when i look at magic i feel like it's something almost like jedis with the metachlorians no one likes to talk about Magic's almost like something I feel like you have to sort evil of... Evil bacteria. Evil bacteria. Right. I feel like you have to be sort of born... Like, there's just people that can't, like, no matter how hard they try, they can't do it. Like, no okay, matter but what. Then you look at Mashal, and he's the only one in his universe who doesn't have essentially magic. Everyone else can learn magic. You have different magic abilities and different magic levels. Yeah, but it's still magic. So I still I think even though it can be learned, even if everybody has the capability to do it, it's still it's not technology. I can't go out and make a machine to be able to do my breathing technique. Yeah, I also unless I, that's fair. That was actually used for training, but it can't do the breathing techniques. See, I, my biggest gripe is that you will con- not consider Demon Slayer magic, but you were comparing freaking my hero academia to goddamn magic and that's an innate power that you're just born with that you have it's because not they're similar the same in as use. magic no i was so like Baku, oh, okay. like, like like they're similar though magic, like when you though. look at like i'm trying to think of his name so if i look if i take endeavor and then i take i'm trying to think of the black clover guy that throws fire sorry i don't remember your name i know you're not real Fuego but Leon? i still feel bad uh either him or the guy from his sister. the actual black bulls Oh, can't think uh, of his name. oh man, I can't the remember. The angry his name punk. Either. Anyways, so yeah. the way he yeah. uses magic, like Endeavor throws magic, like throws fire, like they're similar. Um, and they both exhaust themselves doing it, things of that nature. That's why I consider them somewhat the same. And in Black Clover, not everyone gets it. In in my hero, not literally, everyone gets a quirk. Everyone gets no, it. Literally, literally everyone in Black Clover has magic but Asta. Yeah. In the same way that almost was yeah, it like look. what I they say sure like 80 percent of the population or like, more there's very small small group no, no, they just everyone everyone magic. has some level of magic everyone has a grimoire not everybody's grimoire is multiple pages um, yeah. so i think here's the so. here's the capstone on what we can call magic no matter whether it's learned or unlearned doesn't change the fact that it's magic right what i think does change the way if we can consider it magic is does it do something to change the way physics works does it accomplish the impossible if it accomplishes the impossible as far as that's a fair. narrative is considered that's magic that's fair so water bending yeah water bending yeah 100 oh, i yeah 
Airbender, one hundred percent. Yeah, is all ma- it's all magic. Well, not everybody yeah. can be a bender though either. Yeah, not everybody can do it. Yeah, not everybody. Well, and in creative writing, especially when you're dealing with uh, science fiction and fantasy, you get that question a lot about magic. And it's one of the first things you have to figure out when you're world building is can your magic be learned? There are plenty of of settings and systems where magic is very learnable. Um, in fact, there are whole settings where magic is very, very common, but nobody bothers to learn high-end, crazy, apocalyptic magic. They learn spells that, like, wash the dishes for them or do the laundry or make sure the rain come. Like, it can be something small. King Disney's Disney's King Arthur. Actually, I will argue that all of Disney is all soft magic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They have very to be. little they have rules to be, yeah. governing, yeah, because it's all narrative. So, well, and that's. I mean, the I think the fairy godmothers immediately they could have solved a lot more problems with that magic instead of just yeah. giving a nice dress of hair. But see, like, that's the kicker. It was left vague, so we have to wonder. Yeah. Could she have flexed a little harder, or was this literally the <laughs> limit? All they do is make dresses. Yeah, like. Maybe she was like there watching the whole thing and she just like wanted her own reality TV show. And that's what she did. She's like, what happens if I give this peasant? Oh, yeah. Uh, nice we're, no, we're getting no, we're get... getting back into the Pikachu is the evil character argument. Shut up, what? Eric. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> not that I'm on Eric's side a lot, but she's a fae and we all know how that goes. So I'm just saying, <laughs> she might have been there wanting to see what a peasant would look like at a very proper setting all right so you know, no i feel like i feel like somebody didn't read the fine print in making a deal with a fae because yeah. that is oh, for sure. a valid point from ryan's perspective on that one yep so i did google this up and and brought up a an interesting kind of setup in what they called the rule of five in narrative magic right so effectively there's five types of magic according to this source i kind of disagree for things like Breathing techniques and uh, what are they called in in Naruto, where they use the hand gestures? Jutsus. Jutsus. Yeah. Um, because that I think it, what a D and D player would call a somatic component. I think those are a lot of fun for for magic, and it's it's nice to see them. Um, the Magicians, which was a sci-fi series I really enjoyed, had a lot of interesting somatic style components in their their magic. But the big ones are, from the main categories, magic gifted by the gods is the first one. Like, you see I'm that... on a mission from Gad. Yeah. So, like, the Blues Brothers. Yeah, I'm on a mission from Gad. Well, and this can be the type of thing that we see, like, you look at Lord of the Rings again, right? The elves had magic in Lord of the Rings. They got it from somewhere. They're one of the very few, like, groups or races or, or whatever that had magic. And Lord of the Rings becomes soft like that because we learn one particular rule... In the fact that, oh, there's only so many wizards. They arrived as part of the Herald of the Va- the Vanar, I think is how it said, Valar. Um, and they're the only ones Valar. with magic. And it's like, okay, well then, obviously the big bad guy with, with, with Sauron, he's got to have magic. So we need to explain why he's a bad guy and has magic. And then we have the elves. And as for, even for people that didn't read the book, in the movie, you have the stampeding, you know, tidal wave of water horses... It's magic. And so it, it's vague. It's left intentionally vague so that it can kind of fill in the gaps and the plot holes. And I bring this up primarily because that's a good example of magic from the gods, right? You see this in, in book series like Percy Jackson. Crazy cool abilities from the gods. 
Shazam? I was about to say. <laughs> also from the gods. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. bestowed to him from the gods. Well, and you get a lot 100%. of crossover. Um, I think Shazam's a great example of that. And group two is magic from words. Words of power or true names or, or whatever um, is another section of magic that we see a lot in, in the narrative. You get magic from words. Cool things happen when you say this. I have a lot of fun with this particular category the, because of things like... The kid from Johnny Quest. Yeah, the kid from Johnny Quest. Uh, no, I actually... This category makes me think about H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. You get a lot of Cthulhu stuff. Words that are difficult to utter and of an alien tongue that can cause things to happen, like somebody to go crazy just by uttering them. Um, Big Ten? Or Ben Ten? Ben Ten. Is that it? I'm actually not familiar with uh, the systems ben, in Ben 10. Ben 10's a device. It's not. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think that's a wristwatch, not. I don't know if I'd consider that magic. I feel like that's it's more not. science. That's tech. Yeah. Well, that's sci fi. Here's the yeah. thing there's plenty of magic tech. If I have Pandora's box that can trap bad things in it, slippery slope. Well, yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, and so, Go, yeah then Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters becomes magic, magic and not. Yeah. Well, sci-fi what? Uh, then uh, no. then everything's magic well so here's the then thing it's like i said at the beginning in fantasy your technology is magic in sci-fi your magic is technology as far as the narrative is concerned it crosses over i yeah narratively yeah like it does it, but again how we define it in regards to this discussion Tech is going to be a really slippery slope because oh, yeah. you have magic items that obviously do magical things. Your example with Pandora's box, not tech, magic item. Yeah. My joke about the Ghostbusters with the little trap that they stomp on, I forget what it's called. Not the proton pack, but the other thing. It's just a ghost trap. Um, yeah, I think it's just a ghost trap. Just a ghost trap. That's tech, right? That's all tech. There's a science behind it that we don't get to understand. Yeah, because it's a soft magic system. But at the end system. of the day, it's, <laughs> it's not a soft no. magic system, Ryan. <laughs> no, I actually... It, it can't be because then we get into like these weird discussions yeah. of like... Is Lou Ferrigno actually the Hulk? And like, no, he's not actually. Like, <laughs> paint somebody green magic? doesn't make him. I one hundred percent agree with you that Ghostbusters is not magic. So it, I bring it up yeah, only it's, to it's, illustrate. It's also tech. Yeah, I bring it up only to illustrate that there is a, a a huge spectrum, right? Like, there's a lot of crossover in narrative, and so we, me and Travis, have actually had discussions. I mean, narratively, before. they are used the same. Yeah, they're used the exact I will same. Agree with you that narratively, they are used the same. Well, and we're never shown. I 100 agree. We're never shown the insides of a ghost trap or how it works. We're never explained how it works. We just accept that it does. In the same that actually, you get a fantastic we, Twinkie analogy. Though. Yeah. In the cartoon, yeah. they actually do take you inside the ghost prison. So just done it. So we. I think like, that's mostly just time, time constraint to not be able to sit there and be like, "All right, kids, this is how it works." Yeah. Well, we had it's a whole just discussion radiation that holds them in. Yeah. We had a <laughs> whole course. discussion on uh, was this was many years ago. We were playing uh, a superhero RPG. I forget if it was Mutants and Masterminds or or which one. And we were talking about origins of superheroes because if you try to define an origin of a superhero are they a biological superhero like they're an alien are they a tech superhero where they use technology are they magic are they skill-based like hawkeye or black widow um and it gets really interesting because if you have tony hawk or tony hawk tony stark <laughs> tony, tony tony hawk is is in fact that's a very soft that hawk is a superhero. <laughs> i would i would like to argue that tony hawk does in fact some type of have some type of magic for being the most unrecognizable, extremely famous person oh, that has absolutely. ever existed. He's got this weird okay. level of everyone knows who Tony Hawk is, but nobody knows 
who Tony Hawk is. Which is the weirdest thing, because I think he has such a recognizable Truly. No, absolutely. Yeah, like, I could... I could pick him and Mark Calloway out of a crowd instantly. And like, people are always surprised. They're like, holy shit, that's the undertaker in real life. And I'm like, how many people do you know are six ten that are just meandering around? Like, <laughs> right. With tattoos from top to bottom that has a neck tattoo that says taker. Like how many of those are out there? Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, to yeah, my point, yeah. <laughs> you have Tony Stark who builds the Iron Man suit, obviously a tech hero, right? I thought it was Tony Stank. It's Tony Stank. Um, but then you have other heroes, or let's say a potential hero, that kind of works like the Mandarin did. They get the Ten Rings of Power. They get a magical armor. They have a magical sword and a magical crossbow that doesn't need stuff. He had no innate abilities, but he's gathered up all these magic items. Are you then compare? Are you then saying the Iron Man suit is a magic item? Well, so here's the thing: in the comic no. books, he had a yeah, magic okay. Iron Man suit that he built on Asgard. But that's when the he ne- had a lot of weird things in the comics that we're, we oh, yeah. should yeah. not well, delve into. So because he, he eventually he started becoming the Batman of like, this is my anti shark repellent. Like, I have an anti shark Iron Man suit. Like, yeah. get out of town. Like, well, and I, amongst my friends, there's this ongoing joke. Yeah. There's this ongoing joke because I really don't like Tony Stark as like if I was DMing for him, he's an absolute nightmare because he can do everything. And. I lost it with what's called the Bleeding Edge suit because he built a suit that was a nanite kind of in his blood, so he always has it with him, and it can come yeah. out. We see it in the MCU a lot where he's, like, taking damage and it breaks and the nanites go in and repair it. And I lost it because I was like, oh, good, Tony Stark just has a symbiote like Venom because that's yeah. what it is. It does whatever he wants it to do. He has much more freedom. His nanites can compose chemical stuff they can build entire machines on a whim they can make rockets or lasers or bullets it's an upgraded symbiote and so yeah tech becomes very frustrating to me how do you you feel about him giving it to spider-man oh didn't uh, spider-man is the last person that needed a tech suit like it didn't enhance any of his abilities it replaced them anybody wearing the spider suit could do the same thing so no it bugged me especially in the comics the iron spider suit i feel was more of a hindrance to him than a help yeah well, and that's always been my thing about about the Stark suits. Like, he's a great hero. I love watching his movies. I'm definitely not hating on him as, like, a, a, a series or a franchise or an IP or whatever. But it bugs me when they start doing stuff with Iron Iron Man tech, Stark tech, that it does. It just replaced all of his capabilities. And now anybody that puts on the Iron Spider suit can be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, back to magic. Yeah. No uh, cognitive uh, ability. Yeah, yeah precognitive, magic. yeah. Um, so as far as identifying magic, us as gamers, and I think this covers a lot of gamers, right? We have this idea. Oh, you didn't finish. You didn't finish your list. Yeah, you didn't finish your list. Oh yeah, I sure didn't. So next is you magic from ritual, gathering the correct ingredients together, dancing naked in the woods. You know, Sabrina the teenage witch. Sabrina the teenage witch is an example. Um, I feel like <laughs> Adams the Adams the family. And... and so you get magic from ritual. This is generally a much slower kind of magic. There's a lot more buildup, and ironically, is a lot harder of a system than most because you need these specific ingredients, you know. And you you get the old Macbeth. Yeah, you get the Eye of Newt kind of argument where you need specific stuff in ritual magic. Which is just mustard powder, apparently. 
I have a fun I have a fun anecdote in regards to Macbeth. That was one of the biggest ass chewings I ever got in the military. Was actually from quoting Macbeth. Yeah, I was at the uh, I was at the burn barrel. I was I was having to dispose of human waste in the burn barrel, and you 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 stir it with a shovel. Stir poop. <laughs> and uh, my command team was walking by, and they made that weird, like, awkward wave when they know they've assigned somebody a terrible task that they would never do in their wildest nightmares. And so I just quoted Macbeth because I'm wearing my gas mask because you have to. Not that it stopped the smell. Um, but apparently it stops some of the harmful fumes of you hovering over a poop and diesel fire. Um, and so I'm stirring. Yeah. And they're walking by, and I started going, boil, boil, toil in trouble, cauldron brew, potion bubble. And I got an ash chewing for not taking my job seriously. <laughs> That's from Hocus Pocus, not Macbeth. Well, and that is 100% from Macbeth. <laughs> I, was, I was actually and about to step in like... Like full neighborhood. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah, gotta poke your glasses up. up when you do the actually, actually. Um, and so the I last one t- poked my lens. Hold on. <laughs> the last one, of course, is magic from supernatural beings, angels, devils, the fae. Um, Isn't that the same as the gods? Not necessarily. Uh, and for magic from supernatural beings, you start dealing with stuff that live on Earth, right? The people under the hill. And magic from the gods is implicit that you are getting from a higher source outside reality. Okay. That's uh, that's so the, the Fey outside reality. In a lot of mark? the stories, absolutely, they they kind of live in this this Fey realm, this Arcadian kind of realm. Um, but in many of the stories, they're not. They just live kind of out in the woods. And that's why they actually call them the people under the hill. Is they just, they're here? They live with us. They just don't like us. I thought that was just the alias of Frodo Baggins. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to say I don't 100 percent believe that those are two completely separate ones. On my feels my feels yeah. similar. Feels similar, right? So very. I think, and where I was going a little earlier with this, us as gamers. And a lot of a lot of people in the nerdverse, not even necessarily the gears, us as nerds, as dorks and geeks, we have these lines in our head that get drawn between what is tech, what is magic, what is superpowers, where do they blend in, right? Even though there's a lot of crossover in capability and what they can accomplish. And, you know, the X-Men comes up a lot because there's nothing I can think of that you can do with magic that you can't do in the X-Men. Yeah, but it's a it's a power like it's an innate born with ability that only they can access, right? Like, yeah. But it is just because you can control fire doesn't make you a fire mage, right? Yeah. It well, and and also they can they don't have a set system to operate. It's a genetic quirk, basically just like yeah. They also don't have an option. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and yeah. So you see that a lot uh, as a very common fantasy trope especially in ya where magic you're born with magic and it's uncontrollable harry potter's perfect example homie could talk to snakes and change the shape of things and magic was coming out of his ears despite the fact he didn't have a wand fair i, I don't know I, that no. feels like a false argument like that's yeah. you don't think it's similar no no oh, only because it's he can learn so in harry potter 
everyone has access to the same set of spells. Yes, if we all go to Hogwarts and live through our 87 years of high school, we all have the opportunity to learn the same (laughs) spells, same potions. But like in uh, My Hero Academia, in X-Men, Mystique is the only one who can shapeshift in that form or Wolverine's the only one with spiky hands. Like nobody else can learn your system okay yeah so you think and this is where a lot of the fun for me comes from is like okay let's define it because you start getting in when when you're writing the books right there are huge arguments even over what classifies as science fiction and what classifies as fantasy and everybody talks about the dragon riders of pern the author swears up and down that is a science fiction book it is widely considered to be fantasy because dragons, right? And so it's, I think these kind of classifications are interesting. I also, See, for me, you have a lot of, it's the world they live in to me. It's the world, not just what's in the world because like Shadowrun's a great thing to look at. Shadowrun has a lot of fantasy things to it, but it's in a cyberpunk style city. So for me, Shadowrun is not fantasy. Shadowrun is sci-fi. Now, the book you mentioned, I don't know. But you could put whatever you want in the world. To me, it's what's in the background. The background is what makes it for me. The backdrop. If it's futuristic and things like that, then that's sci-fi. Now, if if it's fantasy, like if there's all the like people still riding horses and stuff, people still beating each other with swords and shields, people still dying from rats, things like that, that shit's some fantasy to me because it's medieval times. So, like personally, like that's what that's what will define it for me because Shadowrun has everything in it, but it will always be science fiction to me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this X Men thing real fast, and it <laughs> most definitely not being magic is because magic exists in that universe and it is clearly separate from their mm-hmm. abilities. Like Ooh, it's a, a good completely point. That's different. A good point different thing because you look at dr strange you look at dormammu you look at uh oh god uh fin fang baron mordo um fin fang foom fin fang foom is one that the x-men have fought semi-regularly i'm actually there's so many there's so many like villains that cross oh yeah um and then you look at a mutant who uses magic but is actually separate from his abilities in mr sinister Mr. Sinister uses magic because he learned it, but that's not his power. Like that's not his mutant. Yeah, and you see other crossover ability. with uh, with Colossus's sister, who, whose name is Magic, because she has mutant ability yes. to go to mystic realms, uses a magic sword, magic armor, but it's not her mutant power. Right. So. But I I think Marvel itself said that their magic like in respect to fights and things because everyone had to define everything at one point because of the way it all worked. So I thought Marvel had said that it is, I could be wrong. I'll have to look it up while I'm sitting here. Well, and see, anyways, the craziest form of magic is always going to be transformers. None of you will ever win that (laughs) argument because transformers, when they transform have huge guns that go into extra, extra dimension pockets. That's what's explained in the role playing book. So transformers craziest form of magic. Just I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna be on Eric's side on this one because the whatever aspect of leadership or whatever the heck it's called, the stupid S-shaped whatever that Shia LaBeouf died to get, 
You're talking about the AllSpark? Um, also Magic. No, not the AllSpark, the other thing. The whatever of leadership. Oh, somebody right. correct me. The like, Matrix some, of somebody leadership, Google that. sir. Matrix, thank you. Um, that's 100% a magic device. Like, there's no technology in that. It was all magic. It was like, you believed hard enough and you showed the right things. And now you have access to it. And now Ooh. you can revive Optimus. And I was like, okay, that's magic. magic like, yeah. It's super easy to just find that as magic. Uh, Matt You're Wildman has. Pet in my house with that voice. So Matthew Wildman has asked about Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's His ability. ability to transport. So Nightcrawler. magic. Nightcrawler enters a magical realm because he travels through like effectively hell, right? It's the same realm with like Raziel and and everybody else. It's it's similar to the basically plane shifting in Dungeons and Dragons, right? The astral plane, okay, where it's just kind of a shadowed reflection of the real world. It's okay, kind it's of a, similar it's a dark to, realm. That, to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I didn't actually know his in-depth thing. I know they explained it in a couple comics, but yeah, I didn't know it. Not not magic. Now you can use magic to get there, but his ability not magic. That's literally just his. And see, I think that's a really key point. Like the ends ability. do not necessarily indicate the means, right? Superman can fly. Yeah. I can get on a seven forty-seven. Like ultimately, same kind of fair. Practically the same yeah. people. But very, very different. And I think that a lot of end results you can get there with a spectrum of ability, right? Whether you're Cyclops blasting somebody with an eye laser, or you're casting magic missile, or you are firing a forty-five, end results kind of the same. <laughs> what? You, you're shooting something all I can at somebody, picture right? is All I can picture is that, that meme... Where it's the guy in the full plate armor holding the gun, and he's like, "Parry this, you filthy casual!" <laughs> you filthy casual. <laughs> all, all I can think of is the guy in the butterfly going, "Is this a bird?" And it's like, "Is, is this, this magic? magic?" And it's not magic. So, I, I I think I agree. Many of the nerd verse would agree. There's a hard separation between what's magic, what's tech, what is basic ability, what's supernatural, what are you born with, and I think this even applies whenever you are a normal person that gains an ability, right? Um, so let's say, for example, uh, you look at Bruce Banner, right? He had a bad accident in his science lab, turns into the Hulk, not making him a tech hero, despite the fact that it was cooked up in a lab. I still don't think that's magic. No, I, I agree. Biological. Yeah, I'd call yeah, him a, bio. a biological thing. Honestly, in his back, in his like backstory, I think they established that his father had also done experiments on him to make him oh, where he was able like to more, absorb more accepted yeah, like, that much it. gamma radiation, and it wouldn't kill him. He just didn't realize it was going to be the effect of turning him into a giant green rage monster. So, quick question: I know we've talked a bit about my hero because I just love the show. So, would one for all that particular ability, because of how in depth it is and everything like that, would that be magic? Because of the way everything works with it? So because it's not wow. such a simple thing. Like it's not just an ability. It's, like he literally talks to the previous holders of it in an alternate Yeah, but realm. they don't have it anymore. Yeah, it's That's an interesting Yeah, question. I think they defined it as like almost genetic memory of that yeah. particular quirk. It's, it's like uh the Avatar. Okay. Yeah. Now, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know a lot about my, my Hero Academia, but my understanding is that the all-for-one has to be passed on. Like, the previous holder 
has to choose yeah. a new inheritor, right? You got to take yep. his yes. DNA in your mouth. Thank you, I'm going to say TOS just That's one more time. <laughs> um, I'm definitely he does hair. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. That's a, a fact of how it's passed on. Man's out of line. I but he's took right. the high road and didn't make the 13 year old jokes about talking about hard and soft magic, uh, especially with Tentai I, Ryan being in the room. I did not. I took the low road on that one. So that's that's an interesting question to me because it, when you have a lot of the main characters like that, when you're dealing with the the all for one system, it does feel. From an outsider's perspective, I haven't watched the show. I don't know a lot of the specifics. Bear that in mind before you know you come at me. But it feels like it is an entirely separate entity or instance of power compared to everyone else in the show. Right? Think of it more. So they have genetic quirks, and the way I think of all for one is, in it's a personality trait that they typically look for. So think of it as like you have your 1% of the population who has this genetic capability to receive all for one and do its, what its intended purpose is. So it's exactly like the avatar. Everyone else has the ability for bending genetically coded. Everyone else has the ability for a quirk. Quirk? in uh the universe it's just this happens to be like a culmination of quirks and it only and it works better if you don't have your own quirk so you you live longer nothing's nothing's getting i don't know if that strengthens your argument or is just a piece of information about well the interesting detail that stands out to me as an author is you said it's purpose the the all for one was designed it was created no. Narratively it, speaking, yes. <laughs> yes. It, they pass it on to people who will use it for the greater good. It's not going to a dick. Yeah, you, yeah, it's definitely someone like, who's got like a very heroic... Can it be... Yeah. Has it ever been stolen? No. Nope. No. It's kind of like the way that... You know how they picked Captain America because he jumped on a grenade? Yeah. So, like, it was the same thing, like, in My Hero. Like, they picked Deku because he basically jumped on a grenade, in a sense. So, they... they God, they shortened that origin story for Captain yeah. America so much oh, with yeah. that stupid grenade scene. No, they did. I'm just saying, like... He's got so much thing. more depth well, for why he was picked, but... Here's the kicker with that. Everyone can have it, but they're not going to put it in just, your mouth, so to speak, and so to quote Eric, unless they think you're a good person. So what happens yeah, if yeah, you have to will it on? You can't trying. just take, you can't just bite a mouthful of hair. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, they have to will it. Yeah, they have no, to will yeah, it you, They have to want to give it up. Okay. It has yeah. to be. So what about... Because then it would be super easy to steal. You just yeah. bite somebody. What if you give it to somebody and they become disenfranchised or suffer a trauma and go bad guy? Dark guy. we have a really cool character yeah. Yeah. And and like, so I mean, that's, Deku that's, for a little bit. Not really bad guy, but Yeah. So that's you went dark definitely, for a little while. Definitely started touching that gray area. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, the gray areas I expected to come up over our discussion of magic systems is like, oh, what's the difference between alchemy and chemistry? Um, not mm-hmm. is 
the all might a magical instance in a otherwise biologically superhero I mean, world. I love how no, we all skip Transformers though. Uh, Transformers we just agree with you. Magic. Like, yeah, it's no, but it's, yeah, yeah, we agree with you. It's easily magic. It's one hundred percent magic. Yeah, moving on. But so tech <laughs> plus there's no so it's tech and magic combined. I mean, it's the ultimate. Sure. Yeah, it's tragic. It's tragic. Well, and like yeah, I said, the there is thing. there is a spectrum. You can cover a lot of know. area with this. It's the same thing as uh, do you know the story? I think you pronounce it. Oh, it's Gaelic. So I don't know. Cushalane, Cucullin. Yeah, I'm not gonna know that. So anyway, Cushalane. <laughs> There's a story of this guy. He's this warrior, um, and he ends up getting the spear of Nuada, and the spear opens up something in him called that they call the Raystrad. And when he's in battle, he becomes so enraged that his body hulks out and he gets to be 12 feet tall and he's red and he gives off incredible heat. And he becomes this unstoppable warrior because yeah. he got a god's magic spear. And it continues to happen right. after he gives up the spear. And so I, I would be inclined to say that while I agree that X-Men and My Hero Academia is not a magic system that we could discuss narratively. Yes, it works the same, but it's not a magic system. It almost sounds like this particular instance, this, this all for one is an ongoing magic effect, similar to like Shazam. See, that's what I mean. That, that's but, the only one that's kind of weird but, to me. Like out of the rest yeah, of them, I get it. I don't, I don't think they're magic by any means. It's, it's an innate ability, like breathing air and shit like that. Like, yes, but his, yeah, it's, his in particular is so different. Just like one plot, for all. Plot driving, plot driving forces though are always hard to yeah, pin they down get into a very narrow scope. Yes, because it needs to do a lot because it's a plot device, right? Like it's a v- major driving factor of that entire story. So like narrowing yeah. it down to be like yes or no in this very like black and white scenario is really hard to do on stuff like that. I'm about to argue chemistry and alchemy with Ryan, and alchemy is 100 percent uh, a magic system. Okay. Chemistry is not. So I don't even know what the difference is. Here's the thing. Alchemy transmogrification. is transmogrification. Alchemy was the practice of turning one thing into another. Everybody talks about the lead into gold. Right. Um, that's when you start dealing with real world alchemy. You deal with alchemy in a magic system like Dungeons and Dragons. It's the ability to create magic effects through combination of ingredients. A healing potion, for example. Right. Um, and when you're dealing with a physics system like Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, even Arthurian legend, it, uh oh, is Transformers coming back? So is back? Pokemon alchemy? Shut the hell up, Eric. <laughs> no. <sighs> There's no law of equivalent exchange in Pokemon. It's just gaining XP. Sit down. Out, so Pokemon in Pokeballs is not alchemy. I'm not going to allow Eric to set fire to this conversation. That's Um, tech. Back, back to act the actual, back to the actual discussion, Eric, jackass. So, the reason I'm going to say this the way that I'm saying it is this is the way that that I'm kind of teaching my children on how to deal with life, right? And this is where that quote comes from. Just because we understand how it works doesn't make it less magical. And I'm big on that. As far as I'm considered, if I go to the pharmacy and I have a pill that I take and I'm no longer sick might as well be magic. I might as well drink a potion of cure disease. Right? If if I have a headache and I go take some painkillers, headache goes away. It's basically magic. Now we understand it. We understand how it works. 
but that doesn't make it Trigger- less magical. But you're triggering an, a natural biological response in regards to medicine, yeah. is my argument. So with like potions, it, it's subverting or going around the laws of nature, right? Your potions of healing just stitches your wounds closed. Your body is never, ever going to just be able to do that without leaving a scar, right? Because it says that very clearly in D&D lore, that it heals you without leaving scars, like no scar tissue behind, 100% regeneration. It's subverting nature, right? So that's where my thing with alchemy being magic and not like un- not understood science comes from is because you're subverting the laws of nature no. entirely. And you're see, not I, abusing them, you're breaking them. I agree. And that's where we go back to the soft versus hard magic system, right? There's a major argument because of the spectrum that if you're in a very hard magic system, that if the, 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 more, the more solid your magic system becomes, it starts becoming indistinguishable from what they call the alternative sciences of that universe's physics, right? Now, obviously, we live in a universe where I'm not going to be casting fireball anytime. And not with that, not without, without catching an arson charge. Yeah. Um, but as far as I, we consider the world, yeah, I absolutely consider that. Now, magic, I'm using that word to describe an effect, right? Obviously, this doesn't apply to a universe that has magic like we are talking about. Um, I just brought it up as a, a simple kind of understanding. If you took. Uh, let's say Harry Dresden, for example. That's a very modern setting, set in modern day. Yes. And dude's got magic. Very soft magic very system. Very soft magic system. There's a couple of guidelines. Like, these make magic yeah. easier. I can carry a staff those, or, or whatever. Yeah, but the guidelines, have you noticed, are all morally based oh, yeah. uh, in those stories and not necessarily based on what you can't. Because he even says straight up, he's like, there is nothing you can't accomplish with magic. There's some moral guidelines we're going to have to go over, but you can lit- if you've got the juice, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, we brought up Avatar earlier, right? Avatar is a very hard magic system. There are key limits and key things you have to do and accomplish in order to achieve what your goal is. And, and again, we're dealing with main characters again with the Avatar, but... Clark, did you have something to add on the alchemy thing? Uh, I was just going to double on to yours and then come back to Avatar where it's, that is medicine. You are triggering your body's natural responses where if you look at like the Avatar healing, you know, she puts a water drop on, you pull mana from the ethers to basically subvert your body's natural responses and you stitch together. Ritual. Yeah. So I don't... Uh, while I think loosely it can be considered magical because it's really cool and not everyone just gets to go out and make, you know, Excedrin extra strength for migraines, uh, I don't think I consider well, that magic here's the thing. witchcraft. What is the stronger magic system in our world? The power mm-hmm. of imagination! <laughs> That's, I mean, so Captain Planet. So that's the thing. When you start dealing <laughs> with, if you look mind. at reality as a narrative, right? Somebody's writing reality yeah. as our book. There are things that would yeah, be our that. magic system. You can't keep arguing at this. Well, and the reason I bring it up, back into the narrative device argument, though. <laughs> well, last point, and then I'll, I'll walk away. We'll go to Avatar. 
There are things If you throw that... a fireball versus if you make a flamethrower in this no, 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 universe, no. those are two wildly different things. Here's what I'm saying. If you look at our universe, our reality itself, there are certain things that everybody understands that I consider our, our magic system. Heavy air quotes there for our listeners. If someone plays an <laughs> exceptional song or uses exceptional music or set, has exceptional poetry, you can create emotions in others. If there are people that can mix ingredients together in order to cause all manner of chemical effects in your body. Now, yes, does it work by tricking personal responses or whatever? <laughs> Absolutely. It's our magic system. Art, chemistry, science is our magic system. Did anybody's brain immediately go to food wars when he started talking about food? People's clothes just exploding off. Actually, I started thinking about that Sarah Michelle Geller movie from way back when, when she made that chocolate. Was it chocolate she made? I think that's what it was. I, I was a huge Sarah Michelle Geller fan. Buffy. I, I think that's more talent and things that are just very cool in the universe. I don't consider that magic. How come? I don't either. Because it's not... Everyone, yeah, it is. We just understand it better. I think that still goes back to it. It bridges the science versus religion thing almost. Where simply irresistible. Just throwing that out there. Sarah Michelle Gellar movie, really good. Check it out. (laughs) Okay, so I do have one thing (laughs) to support about the song. Simply irresistible. So. I'm going to bring up a very poignant example from Lord of the Rings. Okay. In Lord of the Rings. uh, To explain my train of thought here. In Lord of the Rings, the hobbits travel and are in the elven city, right? They're hanging out. Galadriel's there. All the hobbits are just wowed at everything they're seeing. They've never seen anything like it. And they are talking about how the elves have magic. And I believe it was Sam said he was really excited to see elven magic. Now, fortunately, they're hanging out. Galadriel's there, and she's more than welcome to oblige. Like, she's she's happy to to let them experience the wonders of, of the elven realm. And so she brings them in and has them look at what she calls her mirror. And it's a, it's a bowl that she pours special water into, and she tells them, when you look into this mirror, it will convey a message specifically for you. Right, it will it will tell you something. But then she says the line that's really important to me, where she goes, I think this is what you're talking about when you say magic. She doesn't consider it magic either. Because she understands it. The yeah, but she's literally performing she's a ritual making, as she does this. She, yeah, yeah, she's making water say something to you. That's pretty impressive. Like to us, unless we're going to compare that to spaghettios. Yeah, but like, I really don't know as to like. <laughs> that's my only thing. Like I, I'm, I mean, if yes. you look at spaghettios, sometimes they say things to you. Magic you hard spaghetti. This is oh man. <laughs> All I can. All I can picture is the family guy where he's like, my, my alphabet soup is sending me a message. It says, ooh, and he's like, Peter, those are SpaghettiOs. So this falls into kind of a philosophical <laughs> debate because truthfully, it's whether or not you accept that there's a little magic in the world. Despite how well, I we, I despite do. How well we understand it, despite how well it can be explained, 
No, there are miracles that happen. Like there just are. There are certain miracles that have happened on the planet that you can't explain. Like people. Well, and I'm not even talking about things. the big stuff. I'm talking about the little stuff that happens to everybody all the, the Bermuda time. Bermuda Triangle. I'm talking about like little little things. Now I'm not going to get into a full philosophical debate. We'll do that in another episode. Maybe when you know when we get into the toxic debate. But that kind of understanding. <laughs> how toxic ryan is on this that type of understanding is intrinsic to understanding a soft and hard magic system because the harder your magic system the less it's considered magical by the people that inhabit that universe they they consider it more of an alternative science a science that makes sense to their physics they still call it magic still call it magic magic. absolutely and And, it's still considered impressive there's still medicine that muggles get to use and there's magic absolutely within that universe 100 percent. but it in our universe so then is somebody in harry potter going oh my advil is magic no advil has side effects too. well and my point was don't. not necessarily thank you eric magic has no side effects. <laughs> my point was in our universe because obviously there is no hogwarts here we're not going to go and learn magic spells that we know about that's what our magic system looks like to us. It's an unexplainable phenomenon to the majority of the population that causes an effect. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but that's a so, real quick Google search. It is now. What's, what's... Google itself is the ability to look at your magic moving box and bring up any information that's ever been put into a collective. It's an I, infinite I page book. I arguing. I disagree. No, and many people do. What was the point you were going to make on Avatar? I'm curious as to so, where we're going with this. Yeah, there's supposed to be a link in Looping here. back around. In Avatar, we talked about how some people can bend and some people can't bend. Bending is so common in Avatar, and it is a hard magic system. There's a there's a book that you can get that is like, this is how you water bend. Can everybody do it? No. But there is hard rules, right? With one of the hard rules being the only one that gets to do Everything is big avatar themselves. The reason I bring up the way that we view magic in in our world is it plays directly into the large narrative from Avatar the Last Airbender into The Legend of Korra. Because the big kind of arc in... It's Korra, right? I'm saying that title right? Y'all looked at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Legend of Korra. Korra. The big one in that one... No, I just think you're crazy like day to day. Is bending is so common and so widely understood that they use it for their infrastructure. They use it for their law enforcement. And yet there's a significant amount of the population that doesn't get any of it, that feels so left out that the big scope of the thing is a civil unrest between those that can bend and those that can't. Yeah. And so when you start dealing with systems that are wildly understood, that are common, they're not considered magic by the people in that world anymore. Are you trying to... So that's a commentary on wealth gap, typically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you trying to say money is magic? Tony Stark. (laughs) Money is power, power, man. Now, yes, the narrative in that one is meant to be the wealth gap stuff. My point was how the people in that setting would view their magic. It's wild to us. To them, it's just everyday life. But it's still magic. To us? Yeah, I was yeah. like, Elminster's, Elminster still has a spell book, and like he calls it his spell book, right? Just because it's common to him and not common to everybody, doesn't make it well, less and I'm not... defined as magic. Well, I guess, to be fair, to Ryan's point, if he walks into a pharmacy and says, this is my 
spell bottle and picks up his Advil and goes to my spell bottle. Yeah, who are we to well, say no? And Elminster is not the point I was trying to make. Magic is a well-defined yes, system yeah. within Faerun, even in the, the novels and stuff. I was referring more towards hard magic systems because the fact of the matter is the Faerun novels are a much softer magic system. They just kind of use magic to do whatever they want to. Um, Ryan's still trying to argue that Advil's magic. What I'm trying to illustrate <laughs> is the spectrum on which we consider magic. It's the whole reason why I brought up X-Men and stuff earlier too, is what is what is, we're talking about magic systems. We have to decide what's magic. Because as far as anybody else knows, especially to the majority of the population, you take your magic pill, you feel better. That's it's it's how it's viewed, right? It, it it isn't viewed like that anymore, though. Like if you look back, like when our grandparents, well, I don't know how old everyone is. I know I'm older than most of you, but like your your older people, they would joke like, "I take the magic pill and I get better." But like now we know it's not the magic pill; it's the pill that like does damage to my kidneys and liver, but it's less. It's less worse off than the the other things that it's fixing. So it's not really magic. It's like you're trading off. Like I'm really hoping if I take this, I'll get awesome. better oh, yeah. before it destroys something else in my body. Well, and bear in mind, so like I'm trying to come up with examples that we can all relate to. The one that actually spawned this right. is my buddy Bryce. I cannot count the number of times I've had a computer problem. I'll Google up the solution. I'll do it. It doesn't work. I'll do it again. It still doesn't work. You call up Bryce. Bryce does it. Exact same steps, identical, works, right? See, that's IT magic, and I would have believed that over Advil. Yeah, I would have. Um, I would have agreed to that because everyone's yeah. like, I, I kid you not, we have the same problem at work. I just be like, I will get the same cascading set of errors in our software, and I'm like, that sucks. I'll close the program, reopen it, same set of cascading errors. I will call IT and said, hey. When I click this button in this scenario, I get cascading arrows. They will send somebody over to our office. They will walk up, press the same combination of buttons, and the software will work. IT See, magic. I think Being it's IT near magic. the device fixes the device. I think they have they have like a different magnetic frequency or something. And I, if you brought that up, I would have said yes. There's magic in the world. And it's the dude. And I okay, so maybe I, I had think the wrong. They just example. make sure they keep a job. You I did. That's what it is. But, <laughs> Please readjust your argument for future discussion. Well, and bear in mind, all this, the reason I set it all up was because of Eric's argument on, oh, magic has to be medieval. Pokemon? Not oh. the Pokemon <laughs> shenanigans. Didn't <laughs> he say magic has to be evil? Medieval. It has medieval. to be fantastic. Oh, thank God. Okay. I was like, no. no. I don't remember ever saying that, but I probably did. That sounds like something I'd say. You did. That sounds like something yeah. you would say. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, gonna... <laughs> fantasy being in the medieval time. Well, frame. and I think that was and more that of was... his his point is like, oh, look at the backdrop. Yeah. If there's spaceships, it's it's obviously sci-fi. Never mind Spelljammer. If, if there's people with shields and armor, it's obviously medieval times. Never mind like SWAT. So. But it's the whole thing. It's a culmination of everything in the background. Oh, yeah. like it's not just like you could you could go to, yeah. to a LARPing event here. That doesn't mean it's fantasy. Oh, no, but absolutely. It's, it's a culmination. I mean, I LARPing is fantasy. <laughs> but, well, I mean, like the world isn't isn't like a fantasy That's thing. Yeah, because you, can, so, yeah. you like, can LARP. Depends on the, depends on the, the game you're playing. Yeah, vampire is a modern setting, yeah. and you can LARP that. Um, yeah, you can. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, but to me, vampire, and it has magic, is still sci-fi. Well, and so um, you get a lot of crossover in the spectrum. We need to, we'll do one on like fantasy versus sci-fi in the future. 
but you get a lot of strange magics that cross that crop up when you start dealing with the force for example obviously a sci-fi setting even though it happened a long time ago in a galaxy far far away um and it's got a magic system they're in robes they're wizards yeah, they're space wizards um they're not even space wizards they're dealing with a very severe infection that has wild side effects to include telekinesis. <laughs> Damn, we never get the cool, <laughs> cool virus. It's lore, so are Ryan. Are it's lore. Magic? Yes. No. Well, it depends on the setting. Depends Some werewolves, setting. yes. Other yeah. werewolves, no. Depends on the setting. Sometimes it's just... a disease. Sometimes it's a magical affliction. Sometimes yeah. it's a like a blessing yeah, or a willed transformation. Or genetic. Could be genetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, that one's going to be a lot of setting based because like in Dungeons and Dragons, it's 100% a uh, disease. Lycanthropy is in fact an infection. No, I thought it was a curse in D&D. Is it a disease? That's a disease. You get it. You It's transmitted via bite. Yeah, I knew I knew that. I suppose you're right. And you uh, make a series of con- you make a series of constitution yeah. saves to prevent you from having it. 100% of disease. I guess it just threw me cuz they call it the curse of lycanthropy. Yeah. Does that mean my paladin cannot become a werewolf? Correct. No. If you're immune to Damn. curses, you cannot become a werewolf. Yeah, I know. Heartbreaking news. Sorry. <laughs> well, and here's the interesting part. In regards to players, lycanthropy's always been taken in, in a wide range of stuff. You can get bit and turn into a lycanthrope. You can in 3.5, you could take a monster class and be a lycanthrope. Um, and loved those. Oh yeah, I, lo- I miss monster, monster classes. classes. Those are those are great. Okay, before we run out of time for the episode, I did want to bring up our our pretty That's standard, close. the good, the bad, the ugly kind of takes. Does anybody have any like really favorite magic systems that they really like? There's ones that you don't like. Ooh, I, that's gonna be hard for me to narrow it down without breaking it into categories. Uh, so favorite system. Uh, in literature, Dresden. Okay. Everybody has access to the same amount of power. It just depends on how much natural ability you have versus how much ritual you're willing to do into it. Because you can do some massive things with the ritual, but if you're also super juiced, you can do those things too. So it kind of levels this playing field of like how much preparation do you have versus how much like natural ability. So literature, definitely Dresden. Uh, least favorite in literature... I'm going to catch some hate for this online. Harry Potter. Um, yeah. That magic system's just kind of... I feel like I feel like with a deep understanding of physics, you could outdo anything that they do. Plus, they're so magic-dependent on their day-to-day life, it's a little ridiculous. Um, video game magic system. That's a hard one. Ooh. That's a hard, yeah. I have a I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to pass on that one. I don't think I have a magic system in video games that I can definitively say is my favorite. Uh, RPG wise, favorite Scion. I love that magic system. <laughs> it's a very yeah. It's a very like over the top very magic open-ended. system. Yeah, and you can do you. It gives you enough room, like it gives you enough restrictions, but also enough versatility. You can do some wild stuff with it. Least favorite magic system. TTRPG. Ah. I'm gonna have to go mutants and masterminds. That magic system was really, it was kind of really clunky. Kind of clunky, yeah. I agree. Clark, what go you Clark. got? Uh, I'm just gonna go with my favorite because my least favorite is the Harry Potter one because it like I feel like it explains itself and then I 
I have not read the books in a very, very long time. But what I remember was it explained itself. And then like three pages down, no, eh, let's say a book down the road, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, but I totally forgot about this loophole for this magic system. I don't really like magic systems that continuously find loopholes within themselves. Because I'm just like, okay, you could just tell me that he got better at the magic instead of just using the same spell over and over again. That was just my vibe from Harry Potter. I was just like, meh. Okay, he's using the same spell book one as he is in the last book. I get it. It gets stronger, maybe. Um, Favorite magic system of all time is in The Witcher. I think it's easily explained and it has pretty darn hard set rules for like who gets to use it what it can accomplish and like what you can do to boost it. Um, that, that has to be my favorite magic system. That's right a good one. That is a good one. Solid. So, Dude, that is so hard. as far as my, Eric, what do you, my, what do you got, Eric? Oh yeah. Eric, you, you got it. Um, I mean, obviously it's so just transformers, I, right? Yeah. Transformers. Full, full metal and Pokemon is one of the most interesting forms of magic for me because the way that they did like trade off, I loved yeah. that because it made it so like, yeah, you could do some crazy shit like bring your brother back, but you had to give up your arm and your leg. Like, didn't there really was, bring his didn't, brother back. Didn't but, really well, bring his yeah. brother back. Trapped his soul in a suit of armor, but right. But like, I just mean like you could. There, we're figuring it out. It, it was well. It almost seemed like it was limitless in the system. It's just what were you willing to give up to get it? So I really loved that because there seemed to be quite a few things you could do, as long as you were just willing to be a bastard to do it like that's yeah, what it, it was at the end of the day like, i think it goes in similarly to the dresden deal it's like how much ritual preparation beforehand absolutely. are you willing to do and how much is it just of your own juice are you gonna spend yeah so i really like that um for one i dislike like i kind of just dislike any of the even though i love the books like any of the D D novels usually the way they abuse the magic system i find a lot of times yeah like i love elminster he's such a great character but the way they abuse magic in that um raceland was another one from dragon yeah, like, dragonlance was cool cool in the beginning because they had like the towers and stuff like that and they really made it like a system that you had to like really like you fucking died if you didn't do the right thing so like it was really cool but um I just don't like, like, as they went along in the series, it was almost like Clark mentioned with manga. They didn't expect to go that long. So, like, they just... It's a power just, creep. Yeah, it's just, it, it just gets ridiculous. At least with, like, someone like Drizzt when he's gone on now for, like, 450 books. <sighs> yes, he's gotten a lot stronger, but none of it is totally outrageous to me. Elminster and, like, Raceland and some of these other mages in, in D&D books is just, come on, man. Like, we, we, like what are we doing? Dritz, Dritz also has a superpower, and it's the same as Superman's. It's plot. Like, that's Dritz's power. Oh, um, I think we might have lost Travis. His power creep has been astronomical, because that dude has so jumped. That's because you were insulting Drizzt. That's his superpower. You're insulting him by keep saying Drizzt. It's Dritz. Ah, whatever. <laughs> we need to do a whole That'll episode see. on, like, bizarre fantasy pronunciation. I think it could be a lot of fun. No, I'm bad at all of them. <laughs> um, so, when, in regards to D&D, I actually... I have some ups and downs. I really like the system that they work with kind of on, on the surface at, at first glance, so to speak, because I like the separation into the eight schools of magic, I think is cool. Um, I, I like the fact you have verbal and somatic and material components that are involved in magic. I think those are cool. I do think, I do wish that there was an expanded selection where you got more spells that were 
useful in situations outside of I need to really hurt that guy, I need to kill this monster. But yeah, I like those. I think that Full Metal Alchemist was also a good grab because that's a system that is well explored. Uh, I would consider it a hard magic system. But kind of like you said, there's no limit per se other than what you can personally accomplish. And it's not even just accomplish; it's give up. Yeah, like, you like you. It's equivalent like, exchange, well, there, right? There is a limit to what you can give up, like yeah. Unless you're just going out and you know, hey, when they made those body parts, I was gonna say when they made those stones, there's quite a yeah. quite a few. Yeah, like well, that, that show like was nice. Yeah, and I loved that one. It's it's definitely up there with my favorite anime. There's a few times where they just kind of ignore some of their own rules. Um, there's this one. I think he's a captain or something with like the law enforcement or the guild. He's a fire guy. And he, there's a very famous scene. It gets used all the time where he's just sitting there throwing fireballs back and forth over and over again, attacking, I think it was lust. Um, never really gives up anything. He doesn't have any, have any material components with him. It just draws kind of on his own mana source, his own arcane source. That's because of his gloves though. Like his gloves tied into something like he was able to do it. Um, because it was something simple. It wasn't meant to be used the way it was, but the gloves amplified his ability and made it so he was able to. So he probably gave up something to make the gloves or whoever made the gloves. Yeah. Probably and like gave I said, something. Something, something little was taken from, like, you know, oh, a drop of blood per fireball, yeah. but because well, the gloves amplified it. Something and from like what that. I understand, I it could have been as simple as he's got, you know, a bunch of 50-cent pieces in his pocket that are slowly being yeah. eaten away to to do the thing, right? And I don't have any problem with that. It's fine. Yeah, that's why I carry around quarters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and see, in D&D, especially in 5th edition, one of my big gripes is that everybody understands there are magic items and that there are exceptional magic items and artifacts and all this kind of stuff that's, that's left over. But player characters can't make them. Like, even the Artificer class really can't make magic items. Uh, it can, but, you know, it's it's strange. In the older editions, you could, but it was so convoluted that nobody really bothered doing it. And in truth, if we're talking about magic systems that, that I don't like, I really don't like the Force in the way that it's portrayed. I, I don't like Star Wars Space Wizards. Primarily because it's a soft magic system that none of the authors can agree how it works. No. That, I think Star Wars has its own trap of just... It's almost like comic books where everybody just writes almost their own universe yeah. because it's so open-ended. Absolutely. It's like the 57 different versions of Doctor Strange or like whose Superman is the better Superman or Thor comes back as a zombie. Like, is that better Thor because he's a zombie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see. That's why think... Star Wars, Star Wars' biggest problem is they never had someone, even when they did have George yeah. Lucas in charge, he never truly ran it like... I think he should have. Um, so nobody it, ever came out and set the levels or set the system. They just said go forth and make stuff yeah. up, which led to some really cool ideas. But then when you start to pair the stories together, you're like, this guy is ridiculously OP in this other writer's world, but like he's worthless in his own world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I do like a lot of the more modern stuff. Do y'all uh, either of y'all read Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series? 
Yeah, I want to say yes, so but... The magic system system in that one, I absolutely love. It's called Allomancy, and it's all about using metal. You ingest metal, and the purity and quantity of that metal turns into magical energy, and you can do certain things with it. The type of metal changes what, what you can use, um, et cetera, et cetera. Really cool, hard magic system, and I like seeing those. And I think Sanderson is really quite talented at designing magic systems that a reader can understand to create a hard magic system. Yeah. I like super, the more simple you can give me the magic system where it's not this like convoluted thing where I'm constantly having to be explained how it works. Like the happier I am with it. Oh yeah. Witcher. It's chaos. Everyone can pull chaos. Sorcerers can pull more chaos. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's not a, like any, anytime I see stories like that, they're just so much better than, ones where they just let magic run wild yeah because like the witcher himself like it's just such a great character he has a little bit of magic but a lot of times he just drinks a potion or even just he just beats the shit out of you with his sword like it's great and like My when he can't type of magic, <laughs> i cast melee. i cast great sword <laughs> ass yeah. whooping 101 yep but like that that's the best thing ever like with that that series is the way they combine everything like not even just magic but like alchemy and like everything is in it it's such a good it's like there's very few systems out there you can truly i don't know that i truly love like i even though i like like dragonlance i hate how magic evolved in that book series yeah like it's just like there's so many but with witcher it only gets better full metal alchemist amazing like there's just so few that they just get it right from day one i agree i have a lot of ones that i like but then they accidentally run into power creep which is something that kind of turns me off from magic systems is like when i know we're gonna get into it in a later time but like a really bad power creep just makes me hate your magic system a lot. That, yep. That's how you know a good author. A good author doesn't have to use magic. Like, who, I, sorry, sir, whoever wrote the Witcher books, but you are a genius. Um, I apologize for not Why knowing your name. are you apologizing Because I don't know his <laughs> name, and I feel bad when I don't know people's names. Oh, but, like, oh, okay. the way he handles uh, magic, like, he never has to use magic to make his books better. Do you know what I mean? Like, he never has to at any point like he doesn't have to develop some super ability like he's not making I more witchers yeah i just yeah, no, i just googled it and i was like i'm not even gonna try it's like he at no point is making it like Geralt doesn't get like super stronger or anything like that Do you know what i mean like he never does anything crazy with it magic never gets super crazy now there's to new fair, quirky things that happen yeah. but yeah but, but nothing like that. super powerful it's just like i cancel this a little bit like okay yeah that's, yeah but to feasible. be fair, it's also not that long of a series. Yeah, it's what, six no, books? It, it, five no. books? I don't, I don't even know, think not, that. I just had it pulled up. Like oh, it's at least six. Is but it? Full Metal Alchemist, you're, you're right there too. Like that wasn't a super long series either. They've redone oh, yeah. the same series like three times or something. But Well, and I agree. So I do. I, like I, I like magic systems that are well-defined. But I like them kind of in the middle, where it's there's enough mystery where I don't have to understand every little intricate detail, but I understand at least the premise of how it works, right? Mm -hmm. And there are some softer magic systems that can kind of do a lot of different stuff that I still very much enjoyed anyway. I'm actually going to bring up Destiny. It's obviously a magic system, 
I think it's cool. Yeah. I have no idea how or why it works. It's just you have the light, and your light manifests in different ways. Obviously, you're blessed. <laughs> I don't know. By a robot. I don't have any. Um, it right. it kind of goes back to the god thing, yeah. giving powers. It's like a not really a god, but a vague deity kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, traveler. Well, and that's where yeah. you start dealing with the eldritch magic. You know, H.P. Lovecraft specialized in that, where it's like it's beyond comprehension. So I don't have to explain it to you because you can't understand it. Um, oh, but and you don't. But you don't need to. Like, if the author's really good, like I don't need to understand all the things about the magic. I don't. If you're if you're a good author and you don't abuse your magic system, I don't need to truly understand all of it. Yeah. And it, and it's great that I don't like I it, the less I understand the more magic it seems. Well, and that's like, I mean that right there is the kicker. That's the thing. The more you understand it, the less magical it seems. All right. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a real note. We do have to. We yeah, do have we to have to wrap up. up. It's it's been a great conversation. Um, make sure you check us out. CrossingTheNerdverse.com. Um, again, we're on TikTok now. I'm gonna throw that link on our website. It's not there. I'm, our YouTube, I'm getting more clips on there. So there's stuff on there. Go check it out. I'm going to clip this probably tonight. I'm trying to throw a couple on there. Um, so, and we are going to try to do more live on Facebook because we had some more people that were involved this time than usual at Riverside. So it was nice to see that. Um, are you actually going to make me get a Facebook? I mean, it'd be nice, but that's a totally you decision. But I do want to do more on Facebook because that's kind of where our crowd is. Um but yeah, so I think I think that's a good way. And then our merch, our summer line's going away um, in a couple of weeks. Yep. So after that, that will be gone. Um, it won't come back. So if you are interested, oh, and congratulations to Albie. We did do a giveaway last month, so we did two for this month. So he got last in this month because um, he's been on every single episode that we've done that we've had an audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so definitely have to give a definitely shout out to, to that kind of support. Um. And with that, I mean, I don't got anything else. Anybody? No, I think that's good. Sorry we lost no. Travis. He, he got uh, demoted to or promoted to audience member here, so he's taking care of some of our Facebook stuff. And uh, we are really happy that you guys joined us on Facebook. We're going to be trying to do this a lot more, just like Eric said. Um, and, yeah, check us out on the website. Mm-hmm. Ara, ara. <laughs>